Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hi everyone, I'm Nancy Bush with ISPA and I'm back here again for number three in the material installing profitability series uh, with Eric Tryon. And today we're talking about sales program design and showroom layout and how to drive more volume into fewer colors, uh, sales team compensation, incentives for salespeople, uh, showroom layout, and so much more. So without further ado, I'd like to thank our program sponsor, Baca Systems. And with that, Eric, take it away. Here we are, back again. <laughs> Hi, Nance, it's Eric again. Uh, so we are on part three of four for attacking and reducing material costs. So today, um, just a quick review. First part was about sales uh, compensation and, and design. Second part was about our slab savings team and increasing our yield. So today we're on part three of four and we are talking about uh, our sales plan design and our showroom design and how does that impact material costs. So uh, this is something I think uh, a lot of fabricators don't necessarily put a lot of time, effort, and energy into the, the mental aspect of thinking about these things on the front end. Uh, so the goal for this workshop, which will be, I think, uh, December 1st, um, is going to be to, to really strike the nerve and get people curious about maybe I should spend a little bit more time in my business uh, and focus some attention on this rather than just you know doing it the way we've always done it. So... Uh, with that said, uh, the first thing I would encourage companies to do when we're talking about this topic is, is really identify who you are as a, as a company and, and what you're good at. So we want to avoid this you know, identity crisis of trying to be all things to everybody. There's certain things that we do inside of our businesses that we are really good at, and there's certain customers that we serve uh, that are more attractive uh, to us and we are attracted to them because of some of the synergies and, and benefits that we have. And then the, the converse of that is also uh, accurate, right? That there's certain jobs that were just not attractive to us and there's certain jobs or customers or channels that just present so many challenges for our entire team. So what are those and, and how do we come up with a sales methodology and our marketing uh, agenda and strategy to, to get us into more of the things we like and away from the things that that we're not so good at or we don't like. So that's what uh, I, I really encourage on the front end first is, you know, what are the things that you want to be good at that you already maybe are today and, and gives your, your uh, attention to those. Okay, so how do we get more of those? How do we get more of those good jobs? How do we get more of those customers that we really like to service and they like us and we're good at it? Right. Um, so we've got to start thinking about that. And when we start talking about the sales plan and design and we've started identifying what customers we really like, you know, that is a form of really getting intentional and start taking control of our sales and marketing efforts versus being reactive. And I think there's a lot of fabricators out there that are 
in this 100% reactive role. They're afraid to lose a job. They are afraid um, to say no to a customer. They're afraid to price a job appropriately to make sure that they're not underwater when it comes to uh, margin on a particular job. And there's really two camps there, right? It's the taking control and being intentional or, or the flip side of that is 100% reactive. Uh, I was recently at a fabricator's location a couple of weeks ago for an industry event. And I was looking at just their showroom display and, and the products that they were offering. And tell me if this sounds familiar uh, from your experiences. There was a city of sample towers in the showroom, right? Of just manufacturer after manufacturer after manufacturer of these towers of displays. And they were overwhelming would be an understatement, but I started counting the colors of whites and gray quartz. And I just said, let me start there. At 101, I just stopped. There were 101 different colors of grays and whites, 101 shades of grays and whites. That's our, our, uh, um, our problem inside the industry, right? Of how do we take control of this and get more volume into fewer colors? And I want to just talk about some of the benefits, but before we get into the benefits of more volume and fewer colors, I think we've got to look in the mirror at some of the inefficiencies that get created when we start allowing a customer to come in and give them complete reign to look at the wall, to look at the towers and just start selecting, right? Um, I can remember um, years and years ago, I had our purchasing manager uh, come up with, I wanted to know how many different colors quartz in one month did we cut? Um, and I was just blown away with the number. It was 289 different color quartz for jobs in one month that we cut. And I just kind of got this lump in my throat, not in my stomach. And I was like, this is not good. And it's not good because it's just an invitation for inefficiencies to be built into our business. Our businesses are hard enough as it is. We don't need necessarily to have um, a bigger uphill battle than we already have. And when we start inviting a customer to come in and just have free reign and pick this flight, and then the next customer comes in and picks this white from a different manufacturer. And then the third one comes in and picks this white. And then all of a sudden we are all over the map. So And they're not confused at all. That's right. And Absolutely. they can make a decision super fast like that. So that is, <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up. It's number one reason why customers don't buy on the spot is confusion, right? Because they get overwhelmed. And I didn't come up with the stat. It was, it was in a, uh, a flooring study by uh, one of the big five consulting firms. And it was uh, the, the conclusion of the study was that this paralysis happens with retail customers where they get overwhelmed because of the this number of selections and they just have to get out of the uh, spot that they're in right now, remove themselves from the environment and just need space to think, right? So if I get overwhelmed and I have 101 different shades of white to pick from, right? I'm going to be much more likely to be indecisive and not make a decision, right? So that, that is a major problem. And if you want your sales team to close business and move a, um, a job along in the sales funnel, right? Let's make it easy for them to do that. So this uh, 
paralysis that we create inside of our retail customers is, is unnecessary, really. Uh, the second part is every time that we create uh, a different color selection inside of our showrooms, right? We talked a lot about this last um, session. Every time we cut a unique color, we are expanding our remnant yard. Well, the translation of that is we are increasing our material costs because we are not utilizing our remnants because we don't have the opportunity to utilize those remnants. Why? Because we may only get one of these jobs in the next six months, right? So, so that's a problem. So the more unique colors, the more one-off products um, selected increases the inefficiencies inside of our business. The other one that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, all these color selections come from unique manufacturers, right? We may have great relationships with some of our manufacturer partners and um, maybe not so great with others. So if a customer selects something off our tower that is from a customer that we only get a delivery from two times a week, and maybe we're being charged a delivery fee from that particular supplier, we've got to build that into the pricing of the job. A lot of fabricators are not down to that level of detail where they're engineering their pricing efficiencies, right, to accommodate for that. So we'll talk about that in the workshop about how do you stack the deck, right? So that you are putting more volume into the things that make sense and that are um, momentum drivers inside of your business, not taking you away. Uh, there's nothing worse than being forced into doing business with a supplier that you don't necessarily have a great relationship with. That's not a really good feeling. So if we come to the conclusion that, hey, all these different colors does create some efficiencies and I don't have to sell you that that is an actual real fact, inside of our business. Let's talk about some of the benefits where we do drive volume into fewer colors and some of the uh, wins that we get from this inside of our business and, and some of the gains that we have. And, and the first one, obviously our topic is about material cost, right? So we ultimately will reduce our material costs with the more volume that comes into fewer colors. Why? It's simple, remnant utilization, right? I have more remnants now with the same colors so the likelihood that I utilize those remnants for the next job and the next job um, will absolutely bring our material costs down in the long run. That's a huge win. Again, a lot of people, a lot of fabricators are not tracking these things. So th it's not on the, the front of their mind and they're not quantifying it. But I promise you from examples, there's a fabricator that I work with in the Atlanta area um, and they do a great job. With, with keeping the pallet really, really tight. Their material cost as a percent of revenue is 23% compared to industry average of literally high 30s to low 40s. That's a significant swing. And those are real dollars, real tangible dollars. How do they get those benefits? Because they're very, very intentional about doing them front end. So the second benefit, so we got to reduce the material cost. The second benefit is to simplify things for the team. Right. So we're simplifying. If we're, we're being intentional, we can have preset pricing programs. So it's easier for our sales team to price them out. Uh, easy for our product managers to source the material, to, manu to, to uh, manage the job. It really does simplify things for the team. Uh, it provides a level of consistency inside of our business. And every team member will wave their hand saying, please, please, if you could make it more consistent, it's a win for us to do our job and be 
that much more productive every single day. And then the third one is the one you already mentioned, Nancy, which is let's stop making life difficult for our customers, right? Let's make it easy for them to make decisions. Let's make it easy for them to uh, have a, a level of confidence with a selection today so that we can move the entire sales journey along much faster. And, and it doesn't create this confusion for our customer base because it is it's overwhelming put yourself in that scenario and if you think i'm nuts you know go shop for retail flooring and see what you find you know you're going to have between the hardwoods and the carpets and the porcelains and the you know bamboos i mean you name it and the list goes on and on and on and on uh, and it does it's absolutely overwhelming so we've got our inefficiencies from colors all over the map we've got our benefits from more volume into fewer colors. Let's talk about how, how do we do that? So in the workshop, you know, I, I'm gonna get into a little bit more detail about stacking the deck. And when we stack the deck, I'm talking about every aspect that will promote customers' decisions to buy this particular color compared to that one is what I'm talking about. So the first thing we're gonna do, we can price it in a way that's attractive for a customer, right? Hey, this gray white, this shade of gray is priced at $55 a square foot. We're not going to say we're, we can't sell you this other shade of gray or white, but it's going to be priced at, at $65 or $75 a square foot, right? And let the colors and the pricing dictate customers' decisions, right? Hey, if you want to pay more for this one, because guess what? We're paying more from it. It's from a supplier who feels really confident about their brand and their label. You know, so they they charge or they 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 price their product us a lot higher than uh, say another supplier over here that's more attractive for us to work with. So we need to take that in consideration. All right, so the pricing on the front end can determine and kind of dictate where the volume and, and those selections come from. The second thing is, you know, I love salespeople to death because I'm one of them, uh, but I would tell you they they will swim, climb, jump. Uh, find their way, drive, claw, whatever you want to call it, to the path of least resistance sometimes and what benefits them. So we used to make their uh, commission plans more attractive when they sold products and colors that we wanted more volume in, right? So they will bring customers to certain selections and, and have particular offerings for their customers that will benefit them. All right. So if you don't want them to, you know, lead the customers all over the place, right, let's get them incentivized to lead with the colors and create the volume into the areas we want. Um, the third way on how we do that is just simple, you know, point of purchase 101. Where do you display these colors? How are they displayed? You know, if you're going to lead with all these you know, literally 101 shades of white and gray, you know, guess what type of reaction you're going to get from your customers? You know, it's going to be all over the map. Rather than a very clean marketing, tight messaging, right in, in, in a very desirable high visibility area for your customers, make it easy for a customer to say, what is that? Or, or have an attraction. You know, we do not want the things that we want to sell the most of in the back room. We want to lead with those. We want to out front, visible to our customers. Um, we, we took, you know, all of our towers. We would never 
completely say no to a customer, we would have, if they had a particular selection from a particular manufacturer, we could offer it and get it, but it was going to be at a different price point than the stuff we wanted to have uh, in the volume and the bread and butter into our business. And that gets me to the last point. And we'll talk about, you know, how do you label and market these, these products, right? Are we going to label them by the manufacturer's name or are we going to get a little bit creative and maybe provide our own branding with our own labeling? Um, and there's a lot of competitive advantages for doing that. I don't see a lot of fabricators that do it. Um, you know, we made the decision to do it back in, I think, 2014. Uh, we started doing that and we private labeled a few colors and it, it was just wildly successful for us. And we'll talk in the workshop about what some of the benefits are for that. But all these things that we're talking about and being intentional about our sales plans and design and our showroom layouts are all geared at creating some momentum and some consistency inside of our businesses that will ultimately do a few things. Uh, but, but the bottom line is we wanna reduce material costs, we wanna make it easier for our team, we wanna create less confusion for our customers. At the end of the day, we wanna be selling the products and the materials that are desirable for us to sell and create profitability for us. And that's what we'll be talking about, Nance, on next, let's see, two Wednesdays, I guess, from today. December 1st. Uh, December yep. 1st. So 11, 11 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. And I would highly encourage, you know, the more questions that we can have during the session or, or if you hear this, uh, on the front end, you know, spend a little bit of time thinking about your business and, and a question of how would I do that inside my business? Um, the more interactive we can make these sessions, uh, you know, I think just the more beneficial uh, and the more um, takeaway that you'll get. So I would highly encourage participation. Even if your product uh, is not countertops, it's something else. I think these rules really do apply, although they get, you know, magnified in, in the countertop world because of all the inefficiencies that get created because of our scrap rates and, you know, unique colors and products, you know, we have this, you know, overrun of, of uh, remnants. So it really does hurt our business a lot more than a lot of other uh, companies, but the rules still apply for just about every industry. And it's about being intentional so that we can promote efficiencies inside of our own business. You know, Eric, I read somewhere uh, that customers make a buying decision in 90 seconds and that 62 to 90% of those are based on color. Yep. So, you know, um, really looking towards that customer experience and how to, it's really a win-win for everybody, for the fabricator, for the customer, for everyone involved. It just streamlines the process. So if you want to learn more about sales program design and showroom layout, join us on December 8th. Um, that's a Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, again, 1 p.m. Eastern. And thanks so much, Eric, for uh, joining us today. And um, everyone listening in to the Behind the Surface podcast with ISPA. If you're not an ISPA member or you're a friend of BACA, uh, you're welcome to join us as well. You can find that on www.ispanow.org. And so we look forward to seeing you at the workshop. Thanks. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, 
Subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.